What's up, Pumpers? Today we're going to explore sex education combined with stand-up comedy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Raylene Taskowski. Oh my god. Ugh. Raylene, how are you? I'm good. How are you? It's Fantastic. nice morning over Thanks here. Very much. It's nice, is it? It's freezing here. Thanks very much for joining the uh, Comedy Pump podcast. We've uh, crossed paths on an app, which I won't mention the name just in case someone gets upset, but it was for podcasters and guests. And you've got a very interesting story, which I would love if you would share on how you got into comedy. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Um, I like we have a nice five-hour time difference, so it's your afternoon and my morning, <sighs> which means I'm still fresh as a daisy and you've been running around like crazy. I'm very tired. <laughs> well, me too, but that's just because I wrote, just woke up. Uh, I have been in direct sales for 13 years, and I sell adult novelty products. And um, I think you have something like that over there called uh, Anne something. Somebody just Anne Summers. It. Yeah. It's it's a, a version of that in the United States. And I've been doing it for 13 years. And over the course of building, doing these parties, people would say to me, you have to do stand-up comedy. You're just so funny. And I was like, no, I'm not a stand-up comic kind of person. I tried it once when I was 27. I did it for like a month. And I was like, mm, this is uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's scary. And I don't like it. And um, about four years ago, I was working with a business coach and had to level up my business. And she said, what's your favorite part of the party? And I said, the favorite part is when the people are laughing so hard, they can't breathe, they're peeing their pants, they're getting migraines, and uh, they're crying. And that's my favorite part. And she said, well, like, what about the shopping room when you talk to them and you get to know them and you get them the right products for what they need? And I'm like... Nah, like if I could literally just mic drop and walk the hell out, that would be fine with me. And then she said, well, then you need to go do stand-up comedy. And I was like, no, I'm not, I already told you I'm not doing that. And she said, well, you paid me $4,000 to give you advice. And my advice is go do stand-up comedy. So I said, fine, I'm going to do, I'll, I will go, I will do an open mic. And then just to level up, I did it Facebook Live. Because I said, well, I'm just going to show all of you guys I'm great at a party. I don't belong on a stage. And I slayed five minutes. Uh, by the time I got home, I had 1,200 views. By the next day, I had 7,500 views. And I had been asked to be on two shows. And that started a comedy career. But comedy doesn't pay. Anybody who's been in comedy, until you're a huge headliner, you know, you're making 50 bucks, 100 bucks. And, you know, selling sex toys pays way better and <laughs> way better. And so then a, about a year ago, I was having trouble sleeping because I was worried about bills. And I got up and I was going to read this book called You're a Badass at Making Money 
by Jen Sincero. And as soon as I picked up the book, the universe just kind of hit me in the head and said, why are you not combining the two things that you're good at, which is stand-up comedy and sexual health education? So I created Stand-Up Comedy Sex Ed. And that is a show that I perform. Um, I've been in theaters. Uh, I'm working on getting into colleges. Um, my goal is colleges, conventions, cruise ships, and cabaret theaters. Awesome. So have you actually been on any boats yet? Not as a comedian, but I'm a huge cruise fan. Ah, I see. So you want to get into colleges and, and stuff as well? Yeah, anywhere there where people can be educated about sex and then also have a good time of it. So I really do cover a lot of sexual health information. Um, and that's important, but I do it in a way that's funny so that afterwards people, if they're couples, can say, hey, what did you think about what she said when she said this or when she said that? Or, you know, what would you think about trying that? But it's in a, a neutral space where everybody can just kind of hear it and then later go and talk to each other and start a conversation about what they might want to do or what they might have done in the past that they're realizing by the way their partner laughed at a certain joke that it may not have been what they thought it was. And it's really awesome to have people tell me afterwards, I had the best discussion with my boyfriend about sex last night because of your show. And I love that. <laughs> That's great. So I take it, if you go onto a cruise ship or a college, it, it will be mainly on the education side or how much is involved with selling sex toys? I don't actually sell them at the shows. It's just the education. Right. I point them to my website if they want to buy stuff. Um, and my husband and my business coach think at some point I should have some stuff for sale, but I don't want it to feel like it's a salesy thing. I want it to just be like, yeah. here's what this toy does. You can get this from my website or you can go down the street and buy something similar, you know, from your local store. Um, I'm mean, obviously I would prefer they would buy it from me through my website. So I'd make that money. But really, I mean, when I'm doing a stand up comedy sex ed show at that point, I'm getting paid. So I don't care if I sell anything. You don't have a table at the back of the room with all your dildos and stuff standing on it. <laughs> I um I have done that uh, and I don't think it worked out as well as I wanted it to. I think when I get a little bit further along in these shows and I'm doing more of them, I might just do pack packages and I'll you know you can pick package A, B, C or D and they're all bagged the same. So nobody has to worry, you know, like if they're because people are still not gonna wanna buy a C ring or a, a masturbation. They don't want to buy it in front of other people. That's right. You know, so I would still have to keep that level of privacy or what? I mean, some people don't care. Some people are just like, oh, I just got this big, huge toy, dude, dude, you know, and other people are like, I don't have anything at all. Give me the biggest one you have. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's still so uncomfortable for people. I, I know, especially British. No sex, you, please. We're British. I would have thought I would have thought New Englanders are worse than British, but you could be right. I think uh, British people are more open these days than they used to be. In the olden days, I think it was very quiet, hush hush, not talked about, embarrassing. But the the world's becoming basically a giant community now, so everything's rubbing off into everyone else. 
<laughs> you said rubbing so, off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so where do you see yourself going uh, with regards to the cruise ships and the colleges? What, what's your ideal kind of working life that you've got in your head? What do you visualize? I'd like to be a, a, a touring comic wherever I can go with the show. Um, I really do combine like 25 minutes of just straight stand-up comedy with about a half an hour of sexual health information and 15 minutes of this or whatever, this is what all the toys do. So it's, it's, it's comprehensive. Like I call it in my advertising, it's a comedy show first. It's a sex ed class and it's an adult toy party all wrapped up into one fun show. So you're going to learn a little bit, no matter who you are. And depending on who you are, you could learn a lot. Mm. How far would you be willing to travel? Grant, I have got a fantasy in my head that I get flown to Australia to do my show. I get flown to England to do my show. Any English-speaking country, I want to go. I basically want to be a paid touring comedian, and I want to be completely different than everybody else, which I am. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Have you ever heard of a podcast called Guys We Fucked? Uh, I have. I've never listened to it. <laughs> it Only is, because I haven't listened it, to podcasts. <laughs> but, but they do cover a lot of uh, sex ed. There's a, a lot of educational stuff. They go into all kind of surrounding topics, but I think you'd really enjoy it. Uh, there's, there's two women comedians that do it. They used to be on the usual podcast sites, but... They've moved to, I forget the name of it, the one where you have to subscribe to listen oh. now. But definitely check that out. It's, I think that you'd enjoy it and perhaps even be able to get a spot on there would help you considerably. That would be epically awesome. So, yeah, I think so. You'd, you'd really think it's funny, for sure. But it, the sex ed is, is, is quite interesting. They cover topics... Um, there's basically no holds barred. They'll talk about all the nasty, horrible, nice, and everything in between. <laughs> but it's good. Well, and they have a lot of comedians on too. I'm actually really PG-13, or, or what I like to say is PG-17. I'm as vanilla as you can be with sex and still cover everything. Um, because I have this background of being in sales, I've learned how to say things um, medically appropriately to make it specifically not uncomfortable for people. And um, I had a guy one time come up to me at a show and he said, or I introduced myself to him and he goes, oh, I've heard of you. And I'm like, no, you haven't. <laughs> Don't be silly. And he goes, no, no, I heard I heard you do a solid five on blowjobs. And I started laughing and I was like, oh, yeah, you've heard of me then. That's exactly what I do. Except I have this solid five minutes where I do talk about blowjobs and I never say the word blowjob. It's an oral favor. Like, it's there's there's there. I, I honestly do the classiest virgin, version of a sex talk as you can. I use all appropriate words. all, And I think that's what makes it funnier because I refuse to go vulgar. And it makes it right. funny. I'm very vulgar. I've always swore too much. I think I that's... Um... Oh, I swear. 
I just won't say the words. I just won't say like I say penis. I don't use any euphemisms for penis. It's just penis. <laughs> right. So you're quite safe to go into schools and stuff and teach them. Yeah, I feel like in colleges, um, I've done a lot of college parties, and I feel like the knowledge is so very, very important because you. Sh- I mean, there has to be some learning involved in doing things with partners, but there's some stuff that you should know before you get into it. And I kind of wish I could talk to kids younger than 18, but in our corporate world, we're not allowed to do younger than 18. But I've I've met girls who are 18 and already have two kids. You know, like mm. somebody should have talked to you about sex. Somebody should have talked to you about masturbation. Somebody should have talked to you about condoms. Yeah. And it just seems like everybody keeps their head in their hands in their in the sand. Everyone keeps their head in the sand and they don't want to acknowledge that. I mean, as soon as puberty hit, sex thoughts hit arousal hits being turned on hits. Why are we ignoring that? I mean, 100 years ago, people were married at 15. Well, we don't want them to get married now, but if you really think they're just going to put off having sex, I'm sorry. How old were you when you had sex the first time? Were you 21? What, 0.0% of the people in the United States made it to 21. I don't know if they actually know It's not very many. How long have you been into the sex education side of things? Well, once I started doing the parties, I I did it originally for money because I had heard the money was really good. Um, and then I got into, um, it being fun and it was funny. And then probably within the, the, well, the first two months I was horrified. Um, I'm a boarding in Christian soccer mom as vanilla as you could get. I didn't own any toys, any lubes, any arousal creams, any, nothing, no lingerie. I mean, I was strictly vanilla when I decided to start doing parties. And uh, so the first three months, I just walked around going, oh, my God. Oh, my God. People do these things. I thought that was just on TV. (laughs) I thought that was just in the naughty books. I didn't think people actually did that stuff. And everybody was doing the stuff. (laughs) So once I got used to that, I was like, "Okay, I've got this now. And um, about four months in, I had done a party and there was a lady there and she did not want to be there. And you could see it. It was on her face. She was appalled that she was at this party. And she was directly in front of me, sucking my energy out for the entire party. And I was like, why doesn't this lady just leave? So at the end of the party, we go up into the private shopping room. And the first person in the room is this lady. And I'm like, oh, what the heck is about to happen? She shuts the door. She leans on it. She sighed and then she burst into tears. And I was like, oh my God, what is going on here? And she said, three and a half years ago, after the birth of my second son, my husband decided we were done having sex. And he moved into our spare bedroom and he doesn't want a divorce. And he says he loves me. He just doesn't want to have sex anymore. And she said, I'm not sure I'm okay with that. And I was just flabbergasted and I didn't know what to say. Um, but you know, I'm like, okay, here's, you know, some things. And then she, she said, I, I, I don't want something 
loud. I don't want to make him uncomfortable. And I said, oh, my God, if I was you, I would go in with the biggest, loudest jackhammer we had. And I would walk by the bedroom door and I would be like, I'll be in there if you need me. (laughs) (laughs) And she laughed. And but then afterwards, I thought, wow, this was a woman who just needed someone to talk to. And she couldn't talk to her friends because she didn't want her friends judging her husband or her or her relationship. Mm -hmm. And she probably couldn't talk to her doctor. Or even if she did talk to her doctor, there was no guarantee that the doctor could have said anything, but she needed somebody to talk to. And I, and that's when I started taking the parties a lot more seriously. So they were still fun and funny, but I made sure to throw in education and then over the time of the years doing it, I started adding in more. Uh, I started adding in more education with it, and then people would say to me afterwards, "I learned so much, and it was so fun, and it was so funny," and that's why I kept just adding it in. And aside from just my stand-up comedy sex ed, I also have a twenty-minute TED-style talk called "Let's Talk About Sex." the value of open, honest discussions about women's sexual health, which you get when you have these kind of parties and which you have when you do a show like mine and which you have, you know, when I do the college parties, it's just talking about it. And once you, once somebody starts the conversation, other people will join in and then they can have a, a give and take and a feedback. And this is where women are learning from their friends that maybe what they learned as a kid through church or through their parents wasn't doesn't resonate with them anymore. And they want to enjoy sex and they want it to be good, but they still feel naughty about it because they were taught that it was naughty. Or they're going through arousal issues because they're on medication, so they don't realize that their medication is causing arousal issues. Or they're going to menopause, and they don't realize that menopause is going to cause arousal issues and dryness, and they don't know who to talk to or what to say or who to say it to. So you get in this environment, either one of my shows or my comedy show, and it's putting the seating, it's giving a seed in their head that says, I can fix this. Sex is supposed to be good. And I want it to be good. So now I can talk about it. Uh-huh. I just gave myself the so chills. <laughs> oh, that was cool. So is is it just women that you serve? Well, the parties are all ladies because that's our corporate structure. Stand-up comedy sex ed is co-ed. It's a comedy show. But right. I cover a lot of the same product, uh, the, the same conversations because women would say to me at the shows um at my parties they would say god if only men could have this information and i would say i i agree that they should have it but i also agree that women should have a place where they can talk about it by themselves um and that's why that's literally why i went to that next step to make the stand-up comedy sex ed so now i'm talking about talking to men and women about men and women problems one thing I do say at the beginning of my shows is that I am a cisgendered 51-year-old female. And um, so, and I explain for the people who are at my shows who don't know, that means that my brain and my body are the same. I'm female, top to bottom. Um, and so when I'm doing the show, I'm aware that there are lots of other types of sex, but it will be a uh, fairly heteronormative show because I'm only going to pick on what I know. 
And that's basically mm-hmm. I'm picking on men and I'm picking on me. <laughs> so yeah, that makes I can't sense. make jokes about <laughs> other people's sex. <laughs> no, I, I'll tell you the, the podcast I mentioned earlier, they cover a lot of different gender types on there. And I think there's how many 36 different ones. I think I last counted. <laughs> I can't keep I up with it. Now. Clue. <laughs> I only um, can talk about the kind of sex that I either have or have experienced or not experienced because I talk about butt sex, but uh, <clears throat> that's just from what I've heard from other people is where I'm going with that. <laughs> I, I think I think gender types is going to collapse in on itself and it will just become a thing where you either like someone or you don't. Right. Nice and simple. <laughs> as as well it should be. Uh, yeah. I do, ha- I do come from a fairly uh conservative christian family and even even last night had a little spat with my dad because you know he's got his opinions on quote the gays and and i'm just like you know dad it's called a personal walk with god for a reason uh you walk your path let them walk their path let me walk my path and uh you know it's god's job to decide if you decide that there is a god it is god's job to decide whether or not it's right or wrong but I just don't think that he gave us the capacity to love the way we love and the capacity to orgasm the way we orgasm and then said there's only one way for that to be correct. I just I don't think he did that. Or she. Or she. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, you can't ever say anything correct in this world. <laughs> I know. Oh, and everyone's going to jump all over you when you say something that's going against their beliefs or whatever. Yeah. I'm sick of that stuff. On social media, everyone is having an opinion and they're all offended and fuck them because you can't say anything without offending someone. And at the end of the day, you need to be yourself and that's going to help you attract the right crowd for you and repel the ones that's not right for you. And So haters, that's a good thing in my eyes. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, if you don't have yeah. haters, you're not doing anything right. <laughs> exactly you, you you can't please all the people all the time and with regards to the work that you do obviously your experience you've built on that and that's allowed you to learn what you should be teaching to people what what do you think from your experience that is the biggest problems people have with regards to sex education I think the biggest problem is that men don't know how long it takes the average man to orgasm and men don't know how long it takes the average woman to orgasm. Whereas women are well-versed in how long it takes the average man (laughs) and it is significantly (laughs) less than how long it takes the average woman. And every guy seems to think that their woman is broken because they aren't orgasming like the girls in a porn. You know, you just wave a penis near them and they're like, oh, 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 when the real, I'm like, they're faking it. No, no, that's real. No, that's real. No, it's not. It takes, ugh, I hate to give away secrets, but it does take the average man 2.8 minutes to orgasm. And it takes the average uh-huh. woman between 15 and 20 minutes to orgasm. So foreplay is absolutely necessary. It is not something we made up to make your life difficult. You know, so once guys hear that out loud, they're like, oh, I just thought you were being difficult. No, I'm busy thinking about the laundry because you haven't done anything to arouse me yet. 
and you're, oh, you're done. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I'll take care of this by myself in the shower. Fine. <laughs> well, at least the laundry is getting some consideration. Exactly. <laughs> so, that is honestly, I think the biggest, the biggest thing up front is if people just understood the differences, men are like microwaves, women are like crockpots. We need to be warmed up. And the sight of your manly genitals is not what's turning us on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, Look what I have oh, for you. Mm. Yeah. Oh, um, dick pics. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. I don't dick understand pics. that at all. Uh, we could talk about that probably for a long time. But, yeah, I don't understand how guys think that that's a good thing. I don't either. <laughs> But I can tell you from experience that a vagina pick is significantly more disturbing. <laughs> Those are not pretty. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you word for I, that. I had, <laughs> I had a woman <clears throat> accidentally send me a photo of a toy in use. Uh, oh. And then immediately after she sent it, but it was like two in the morning. So I didn't get it until the morning. Uh, I don't know how she, I mean, I wish there was a way she could have recalled that because it stained my eyeballs forever, but there's this picture. And then immediately afterwards is a text in huge letters. Oh my God, that wasn't for you. And I was like, <laughs> well, I, would, I would hope not. But I had <sighs> sold her the toy late that night and I had texted her afterwards because she had uh, expressed some interest in joining the company. So I just wanted to say, hey. So when she went to send the picture, my phone number must have just been the one at the top and she hit yeah. it and she sent it to me. And oh, Lord have mercy. Wow. I, I, I think I would take 27 dick pics over one vagina pic. It just didn't work for me. <laughs> Where about are you exactly? I'm in uh, Connecticut. I'm actually, if you've ever heard of Foxwoods and Mohegan Sun, the two casinos, I'm right between no. the two of them. Really? You haven't? Well, I've never been to America, so I've no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, well, but, I mean, they're pretty nationally, internationally known because they sponsor a lot of big events. So, but I'm near, I'm two hours from New York City. Two hours from New York. That's on, on the East Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just, just for if people want to know, you have a website. I do. It's uh, standupcomedysexed.com. And if I have dates coming up, they're on there. Uh, I've got a, a little promo clip of my show on there, and I've got my speaker right. sheet for my other talk, my serious talk about sex versus my funny talk about sex. Right. So basically, there's two versions. There's colleges and, and and students and so on, and then the entertainment side, like the uh, the cruise ships and whatever. No, else. there is the the colleges, etc. Um, it'll be it would be have a little bit more of the serious stuff in it, but it's still the stand up comedy sex ed. But then the other one is for like ladies' luncheons and um, stuff like that, where I'm the one that the let's talk about sex. Uh, where it's really just stories of women whose lives have been changed just by attending a party so that they could open up about it. And that one's, that one's the one I'm going to have a TED talk someday. I'm telling you right now, probably within a year, let's talk about sex. We'll be on a TED, a TEDx stage somewhere. 
Make a note. Send me the link when you do it. <laughs> I will. Thank you. So <laughs> yeah, I'll share it around. And um, I love TED TED Talks. I've I've watched quite a lot of them. Not so much recently, but um, it's so invaluable. You learn a lot, and in such a short time as well. Without all the marketing stuff that's that usually follows behind. Um, so I do like TED Talks. I also just do regular comedy. I also have a straight ah. 25 minute. I'm working on getting 30. I do. I also just do the regular straight up stand up comedy. Okay. So your website, is that the only place where you want people to go? Yeah. I don't really have. Well, I mean, unless they want to go buy sex toys from me. <laughs> well, I mean like social media and stuff. If, if, if you oh, yeah. have people reach out to you. How would you prefer them to reach out to you? I have um, an Instagram and it's Raylene, R-A-Y-L-E-N-E-056. Uh, I have a Twitter that's exactly the same. And I can't change it now because I've got all my people there. And people are like, why don't you change it to stand up comedy sex? I don't because then you actually lose your link. So if I already have it linked on on places... If I change the name, I'll, I'll keep all my friends, but then none of my all my links will be dead. I'd have to go back and find every single place I ever put the link. But you think Instagram right. could just fix that, but they don't. Like forward it to your new domain. Um, and then on Facebook, on facebook.com slash my friends call me Ray Ray. And that is because Facebook will not let me use the word sex in stand-up comedy sex ed. <laughs> Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Facebook. So it's my friends call me Ray Ray. I know. It's so my mark my branding is so horrible. Is it R A Y R A Y? Yep. Yeah. That's why I spelled my name because there's so many ways to spell Raylene. I am um, But I am the only Raylene Taskowski in the universe. Well that's good. That's handy. Um it is unless somebody's talking shit about <laughs> you and then you know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I set up the comedy pump on my social media and I got to Twitter and then someone had used comedy pump and did they haven't even posted in years. And I was like, oh, my God, I hate you. <laughs> so I've had to have Grant's Bants instead. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Which is what I was going to call the podcast, but it, it's not really searchable, is it, Grant's Bants? Comedy pump is a bit more obvious. And, and the whole point of this podcast is to pump – Pump up the comedians themselves and promote their work because awesome. laughter is the best medicine and we have to spread it far and wide because we are literally. I think dealers. if you wanted to do an angry one, you could do Grant's rants. That would be fun. Yeah, I thought about that too. I do have a few rants now and again. Shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> no, I'm perfectly yeah. level tempered all the time. <laughs> so people know how to find you now. And they know what you're all about. Is there anything that you wanted to cover before we go? I think we covered most of everything that I do. And I've also just put it out in the universe that I would love to come to Australia and England and Scotland and any place they speak English and have sex. I want to go. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks very much for joining us on the podcast reading. And I wish you all the best for the future. And definitely send me that. TED Talk link as well.
Oh yeah, as soon as it happens, I will blast the universe with it. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. This is, like I said, one of my first forays into podcast world. So, and the first one talking about myself. So well, it's been a lot of fun. Here's the many more for you. And, um, Thank you, Grant. I'll catch you later. All right, bye. That's it for today, Pumpers. Don't forget to leave a written review on Apple or wherever you listen. Give the show some stars, leave some feedback or suggestions. Any reviews that catch my attention might just get a shout out on the show. Stay awesome. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe. Subscribe.